From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. Essentially, I want people to leave inspired. Um, inspired to create and do things in um, a unique way, you know, whether that's even inspired to talk to new people, not be judgmental, um, but at the same time inspired to do the next event, to do art. Um, me and my buddy, my buddy would always say, um, he would always quote um, a great rapper, Tupac. He would always say, um, I might not change the world, but I guarantee I will spark the mind that will. I'm Scott Yates, photographer and multimedia journalist with the Rockford Register Star. This show is where we meet the artists who make our community a more beautiful place. This week, we meet Rockford DJ and event producer Balta Ramirez. Balta is a first-generation American from Mexican parents from Chihuahua, Mexico. He was born in Chicago, but has lived here in Rockford since fifth grade when his mother moved here to be closer to her family. In 2012, Balta graduated from the University of Illinois at Chicago with a degree in psychology and art history. He's the first in his family with a college degree. In his day job, Balta is a family support specialist for Rockford's Head Start Services, where he helps young families in need. His coping mechanism from his daily stress is his music and event production projects. His ultimate goal is to combine his education and his artistic skills to create his own practice as an art therapist. Balta visited the Register Star newsroom last week for this podcast. So let's drop in on our conversation now. So Balta Ramirez, thanks so much for coming into the Rockford Register Star newsroom today. It's great to see you. Thank you for having me, Scott. Uh, so first, let's get some of your background out of the way, and this will make all of your current endeavors make a lot more sense to our listeners out there in Radioland. Plus, we'll leave some of the juiciest news about you and your branding company towards the end, so folks will have a reason to stick around. So first, um, you are a first-generation American um, uh, in your family, is that that's right? Yes, that is. Um, my parents come came as immigrants from Mexico, um, and I was born in Chicago in 1990. So um, my whole first experience going to schools and just kind of getting to know society and how it kind of works has kind of been the first experience, first experience firsthand. You are a 90s baby. 90s your, baby. Your, your parents hail from Chihuahua, Mexico. Yep. And. Um, uh, you were born in Chicago. You've been, though, um, while you were born in Chicago, you've been in Rockford since the fifth grade, right? All right. And uh, you moved here after your uh, your mom moved here. Yeah. Um. So my parents divorced, um, unfortunately, like a lot of broken homes around the world. But um, when they did divorce, my mom came out where her family was, which was in actually in Belvedere to begin off with. But by the time it was fifth grade, I was already moving to Rockford with um, my mom, and I started at Westview Elementary for that one year. <laughs> you were at Westview Elementary yeah. for a whole year? Yep, okay. and then from there I went to Risa, which was a pretty cool school. It was a pretty new like environmental school. So I, I felt like that kind of got my my kind of everything going as far as thinking environmentally and, and then going to Guilford, 
end up RBC, and and then going out to Chicago. You know, I feel like everybody kind of does that kind of move from RBC. You want to transfer if you want to keep going. Um, I think now I hear that RBC offers a four-year opportunities, so that's great. Um, but at the time, I had to go out to Chicago and go to UIC to pursue my undergrad degree. And you were the first to in your family to do so, right? You eventually graduated with a degree in psychology and art history. Yes. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. That happened about 2012-ish? Yep, 2012. All right. Your day job is as a family support specialist in Rockford? Yes. Um, Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, so I just started working um, with Head Start about, well, I guess now it'll be like five months ago, but I get the summers off. So I return actually next week. Um, but I just kind of stumbled across that through a, a colleague from, one of my old colleagues from Rosecrans, because I was working at Rosecrans as a case manager, um, which is a was a wonderful job. Um, but, you know, I got to keep on moving up and try to, you know, help my financials a little better, right? So um, I came across the opportunity with the city, and I thought it would be a good opportunity to kind of get my foot in the door and start working with the city, doing something I like, which is help people. And then hopefully being able to take up any opportunities that open up along the way, you know. You just mentioned that you are driven by your desire to help people, which I think is a theme our listeners will recognize throughout this conversation. So we'll be touching on that a number of times uh, on these later points uh, that I want to cover here. So as your day job entails uh, some pretty heavy subject matter dealing with um, family support issues, uh, you've described your other life, uh, your other artistic life, as a coping mechanism for that. Uh, explain that dynamic just a little bit. Yeah, so um, I ever since I was younger, I mean, I've always been in the art. I was always taking the art classes. Um, in high school, I was the kid with the orange, big orange envelope and stuff, you know, um, your so, art portfolio yeah my art portfolio so it was one of those things that even as a youth it's always been you know if i was going through anything or if i was even on my free time i wanted to go draw or work on some type of project um so i feel like i've just been translating that as i've been getting older and doing different things because um, one of the things is, is as i'm doing art i don't like i like continuing to learn different projects or that's why i got into music um videos and stuff like that um i don't like staying stagnant and I feel like that drive and motivation to stay busy is like a big coping skill for me to go to deal with any daily stress I might experience at at work or any um, stress I might experience with family issues or anything like that. Um, and this it's kind of a it almost kind of helps me um, do my job better because I'm able to kind of um, really push that issue. Like you need coping skills. Like I always say, you need a toolbox. If you can't complete a job, if you don't got no tools. So, like, the more equipped you are to finish the job, whether whether that's releasing releasing stress, if you had a big toolbox full of coping skills, you're going to be okay. But, like, there's no reason you can't buy tools to fit in your toolbox. You know, that's one of the big analogies I always do with um, when I'm talking to people and help, helping them kind of understand how important coping skills are. Let's see what kind of tools you got in your toolbox for your art career. Since this is the Meet the Artist podcast, yeah, we'll focus sure. more on that from here on out. So speaking of which, let's get into some of your more splashy endeavors where most people will know 
more about you already. You operate the RKFD collection, which in uh, generic terms is a, a lifestyle brand, and you're a DJ and music producer and event producer as well. Um, we can break down each one of those uh, moving forward here. Let's start with RKFD collection. What is that? All right, so um, RKFD is something I started in 2012 with my buddy Efren Mayorga. Um, we essentially, we all went to college out in Chicago. We were both from Rockford, and we were exposed to the environment and the the art uh, movement in Chicago, you know, which was at the time, you know, moving towards the whole fashion, like the high-end um, streetwear fashion. Um, and we were just, ex- we, we were really exposed to that, and we saw how easy it was um, to what they were doing and how they put it together, and we realized, you know what, we can do that and bring that to Rockford. Um, so we came up with the idea on, a, on a, literally a drive back from Chicago to Rockford on the highway, and we were like, man, let's do it. Let's make a hat, and then it just took off from there, and we just kept going. Um, and as we've been doing it, we just kind of want to always wanted to push. Like the main concept behind that was to show people like you can do it here in Rockford. It's not hard. Like I mean, it takes time and effort, but where's the will? There's a way, you know. So. And is that brand name um, the main vehicle by which you promote the clothing line, RKFD Collection? Yes. So um, essentially everything that kind of is accumulated to now started off the brand. Because as we were doing the brand, we wanted to do events, right? So when it comes to events, you realize, oh, you need a DJ, you need a photographer, you need a flyer, you need a promotion behind it, right? You need to, how, do we, how are we going to make sure people show up and have a good time? Not only show up, but how are we going facil- to facilitate them to have a good time while they're there? Um, so through those years, you know, being able to, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of friends that are creative as well. So I have a lot of DJ friends. Um, shout out my bro, uh, Ricardo Hernandez, DJ Rick Monster. Um, Vic Monster, which you had him on, one of the artist talks as well. Um, and along with other friends that do photography and um, videography such as um, Buddha, which goes by BEZ Photography. So fortunately, we were fortunate in the beginning. We had a lot of support from our friends and um, the community. Um, at first, when we were trying to do a lot of events, what we found a lot of barriers is trying to find venues that would understand what we're trying to do because trying to pitch the idea at the time, this is 2012, so this is before like the big boom of downtown, you know, so it was still like Bar 3 was still up. Like It wasn't what it is now, which is lovely right now, but... Um, at the time, it was a lot of stigma around hip-hop and stuff like that. And it still is. Um, Vic Monster, uh, our past podcast guest, talked a lot about breaking the stigma, uh, 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 preventing hip-hop uh, and the hip-hop scene from getting more exposure. Our uh, Derelict Dynasty Core crew, uh, also past uh, Meet the Artist guests here talked about breaking the hip-hop stigma in downtown Rockford. Um, and so you're also experiencing that as well um, yeah. at, at this time around 2012. Yeah. And uh, finding venues that would understand what you're trying to do with the hip-hop uh, style of uh, entertainment and um, clothing brands and, and the, the associated artists around that scene. Yeah, definitely. Um and it wasn't really until we ran into um, Doc and Jerry from Courtman Gallery. Um, they were the first ones to really like, you know, and as you get to know them, you know, they really love art. 
So, um, you know, they're the ones that really gave us the first opportunity to host. Um, we did it like a listening party because going back to thinking, how can we push our product but still create an event that people would want to come to and have a good time at? So we were like, man, in Chicago they would do listening parties, you know, and they'll have like, they'll set up a whole thing where it's like an art thing. or Well, at the time it would be like a sponsored thing, so it would be something free. But I was like, man, we could do that here, have a listening party around the album. At the same time, we're going to be presenting our products in a cool, like, gallery-type environment. That was the whole concept behind it. Um, and so was Doc and Jerry over there at Cortman Gallery one of your first, um, I guess, gatekeepers that let you have free roam of their space? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we did. We went through the proper um, venue, like, rental fees and stuff like that, but they definitely supported us, and they kind of gave us that uh, foundation to... Now when we approach other venues, we have that in our repertoire. We're like, oh, yeah, we just had it at Corman Gallery. That was always a talking point. Or, you know, as you keep doing it, you know, you got to show validity. Uh, what's the word? Just a proof of concept yeah. of what you're all about. Uh, you know, the world can be chicken a yeah. lot so if uh, you have, to something new so like it, you're trying to do. Yeah, so if you go to a new venue, you'd be like, well, I already done it here, here, and here. And this is the results. This is the promotion behind it. This is what we did for the recap. And they have tangible things they can see. It's more easier for them to agree or say yes. So the RKFD collection has uh, been um, one prime example that I found by trolling your social media feeds was a nice example where you immediately reacted to a social event when Fred Van Vliet, Rockford native and uh, hometown hero, uh, and his Toronto Raptors won the NBA title earlier this summer. Uh, you immediately turned around a T-shirt celebrating the fact that he gave a, a shout-out to his hometown yeah, here in Rockford. Um, was was that an example of you uh, reacting to, to a, a, a popular social event, or was that you trying to take the lead in promoting uh, a scene and uh, uh, the feeling of uh, joy and, and pride that was already happening here? Well, it's definitely a reaction to the actual thing that was happening because no matter what, ever since before even the brand started, it was always, me and my friends were always like, oh, that would be cool on a shirt. That would be our phrase. Like, oh, that would be a cool shirt. So, like, I literally, I was watching the, the finals and he shouts out Rockford, which shout out for Red Fleet for doing that. Um, and immediately I was like, man, that would be super cool. I, I was texting my uh, my friend Christian, um, another art local artist here in Rockford, but he's currently based in Chicago. And we were just like, man, we should. He, and he was on around the computer at the time. And I was like, hey, can you mock this up for me real quick? Like, make a mock up for me. And you know, he shot me some screenshots back and forth. And I was like, man, make it look like subtitles. Let's make this like on a shirt. You know, let's make it happen. Essentially, put you're putting a meme on a shirt. Yeah, essentially, there. yeah. Yeah, it, um, within the RKFD uh, style. Style, yeah. Essentially, just like let's put the concept. Just trying to make it look like um, still RKFD brand. And let's push it out there. You know, I did, I did try to reach out to a Fred Van Fleet store and everything, just because it was so last minute. But I know, because I know they were busy, probably super busy, because they're printing up shirts and all this stuff too. So, um, but I was trying to go through the right avenues, and everything. But it's one of those things. Um, as I know, in the internet, you just you got to be on it. So like, sometimes I, I just kind of like I'm posting it. We're gonna make this happen, and, and it came out good. A lot of good response from that. Now, I've noticed a lot of young, motivated, engaged people have clothing brands uh, to cross-promote musical artists 
I'm referring to youngsters aged in the late teens to early mid thirties. Our older listeners might recognize these young entrepreneurs, uh, uh, and this young entrepreneur's style in the form of, uh, their old paper delivery routes or a lawn mowing service or a summer job as a, as a camp counselor, um, back in their day. Do you see these lifestyle branding initiatives as a trend made possible only through the rise of social media and digital technology these days uh, that that wasn't available for the older generation, like our parents' generation? Yeah, um, I definitely think um, it's definitely made possible by the Internet. Um, I guess it, I wouldn't really care, um, characterize it as a trend just because I feel like it's only barely in the beginning stages. Um, everything we're seeing now, and it's just constantly growing. Um, and it, I feel like internet once it gets adapted to different businesses, um, old businesses and old business models have to adjust. Um, you could say like Uber, um, Netflix, Netflix. Um, there's countless others that are constantly changing. Even um, newspapers, um, different media outlets trying to figure out. But I definitely think um, the means that the before the internet. Once you go on an eight to nine, your nine to five job and you get off of work, you didn't really have too many options to continue to, um, basically self regulate what you want to do with your life. Whether you wanted to, um, learn how to do a new thing and learn how to, um, play the piano before you would have to hire somebody to do that. Now you can just go on YouTube. Um, same thing with graphic design. I mean, everything's just more attainable because of the internet. So while we're in a business frame of mind, let's talk more about the collaborations that you're known for in the art community here. You are the host of a seasonal art show called uh, Fresh Fridays. Tell me more about those. Yeah, so Fresh Fridays um, started this year, 2019. Um, essentially, I wanted to create um, an event or curate, I, I would say, um, because essentially that's what I'm doing, trying to select the right artists and brands and musicians in one space that would basically bring out a good mix of people. So once people are at these events uh, at Fresh Fridays, what do you want those visitors to get out of attending the event? Yeah, um, well, essentially I want people to leave inspired, um, inspired to create and do things in a um, a unique way, you know, whether that's even inspired to talk to new people, not be judgmental, um, but at the same time inspired to do the next event, to do art. Um, me and my buddy, my buddy would always say, um, he would always quote um, a great rapper, Tupac. He would always say, um, I might not change the world, but I guarantee I will spark the mind that will, you know. So that's something that I always keep in, in mind when I do things. Um, don't get me wrong, I am trying to change the world, but... but I feel like, as I've seen over the years, I've seen people that I've inspired to push themselves to pursue art, and now they're currently doing it. You know, so that's a big drive for me. And I, and every time I do things, I know, and they do things, it's going to continue to inspire more people to continue to see Rockford grow into what it could be. So not only are you using a a production like Fresh Fridays to promote other artists. You are a music maker in your own right. Uh, how do you describe your own music? Um, so I'm a, I'm a DJ, you know, so I haven't got into like actual music production, I would say. And for um, some of our uh, 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 more straight edge uh, listeners out there, how do you describe uh, what a DJ does? 
All right, so I would describe DJ is a, a vibe creator. So like as far as uh, like an it, MC of an event. Uh, MC, yeah. So like essentially, if you're going to be at a going out for drinks or even going to a party, whatever it's uh, even if it's a family uh, get together, whatever. The DJ's job is to make sure everyone's having a good time and then dancing and jo- or if there is dancing, to continue that dancing. And I always say one of the big things that other people want to DJ is like make sure that you don't mess up my dance moves. That's what that's the that's the number one goal. Like I don't care what you're what you're using for DJing, it doesn't matter. Like as long as the people are continuing to move and they don't Real, like they enjoy the transitions, but they're not. You're not messing up nobody's dance step. That's the hardest part. Tell me more about that playing God at a party. That's gotta be uh, such a, a an amazing experience to be the coolest guy, the most important guy <laughs> in the room there. Oh man, uh, thank you, thank you for that. No, but uh, so it is. It, it is. Um, it's surreal sometimes, especially when you got like people really, really having a good time. You know, like. You, it's, it's a good feeling when you, and it's almost like a responsibility. It's almost more stress because, like, I want to make sure I keep that going. I don't want to, most of the time when people see me in, like, it's really, I, I would always say, we call it, we say lit, which means it's, people are having a good time. It's lit. Yeah, it's lit. So, when it's like that, it's almost, um, it's even sometimes more pressure because, like, I'm, now I'm working, I'm, I'm working extra hard to make sure that what I'm doing sounds even better for everybody else so that, Hopefully, because if I'm focused, it's like in anything you do your job, you know, it's still a job. So a lot of people try and talk to me, say what's up. They're like, man, I'm trying to say what's up, but I'm trying to focus on this music because. For for example, if I can cut in, we met on Wednesday when you were with Vic Monsta up on the rooftop of Taco Betty's. You both were behind the tables there yeah. making some nice sounds. Um, I wanted to say hi. I wanted to uh, check in with you, but I knew you were working and yeah. I don't know if you caught it, but I was kind of shy and. And standoffish at first yeah. before you came to me to talk, because because I know the golden rule is don't mess with the DJ when yeah. he's behind the table there. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> definitely. Nice. Um, all right, so to to round off this conversation here, I always like to end on a nice note uh, by trolling my guest's Instagram feed uh, to look for a, a cool image whose backstory just demands to be told here. Um, so, uh, you, uh, much like all of your artistic endeavors, you have a number of social media that you are in charge of, but, uh, for, for the purposes of this conversation, I'll just focus on the RKFD collection Instagram, which can be found at RKFD collection on Instagram. And I've, uh, scrolled down, uh, it didn't have to go too far to get to June 14th, 2018, uh, it's, it's actually a video that you directed and we haven't talked about your video work here. So here's, okay. here's your chance. Um, th- this Instagram post is directed by you and it's set at the foot of the famous symbol sculpture sculpture down at Mississippi park. It's just a few short clips over some hip hop track. It features a gorgeous model, by the way, showing off the RKFD collection, baseball hat, a midriff shirt, uh, and some other stuff. Uh, the caption reads, somewhere in Rockford, uh, which is fairly yeah. obvious, uh, somewhere in Rockford, we linked up with some friends, new merch dropping on uh, June 23rd, um, and, and by the way, that's that's a promo for something happening last year, uh, but that's just what the caption says there. Um, 
So I, I've got a, a little picture here for you to describe to our listeners out there in Radio Land what's happening in this cool video Instagram post. Yeah, so um, this was about last summer, I think, I believe so. Um, but essentially, I when I every time I drop new clothing, I always think about how am I gonna advertise this? How am I gonna am I gonna do photos or am I gonna do a little promo video? Um, and for this particular set, there was a set of two videos. It was the um, this is Brenda right here, um, the model that model for me, and uh, my other model was on Vic. And it was two separate videos, and it was the same capsule. They kind of use the same kind of concept um, as far as the style. Um, but in this particular video, I, I kind of wanted to go in front of the symbol because the design had the symbol in it. You know, it had the arcade D with the symbol in front. Yeah, so the, the main art of each one of these pieces of clothing is the symbol with RKFD uh, incorporated in, in the design of the logo there. So yep. the setting and the clothes exactly. see, uh, uh, match up perfectly. Yeah, and I, I put somewhere in Rockford because it's like everybody knows where it's at, so I didn't really have to put the location. A little, a little tongue-in-cheek <laughs> joke there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, this is a prime example of... Um, me being able to create a content uh, myself because I, I mean, I, I, at, th- at the same time, I, my homie, um, be easy on um, Buddha was with me. He was doing photos too, but I was doing the and video that, aspect. That's, that's the, uh, artist, uh, the, the Rockford photographer, Buddha Barrios, yep. uh, to give a shout out yeah, to him. He's, he's sure. a favorite photographer of mine, by the way, uh, that I hope to get on the podcast yeah, here. Hope, yeah, hopefully uh, soon. Pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. So but, he, he, he's another collaborator of yours. Yeah, definitely. Um, but this, like, I, I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for me doing this for since 2012. Um, as I've been doing the brand, you know, as I said, I always I'll push myself to learn new things. So, you know, at first I bought a camera. Um, let me learn how to do photography and video because I need to be able to capture this content at my shows. Because there'll be times when I realize that I, mean, I just had to show and I don't got no photos. I don't got no video. And, um, I mean, I can ask my friends all the time, but I, I don't want to, you know, at the end of the day, my overhead is so high when you got to pay all these people, right? So, what I always say, I mean, me and my buddy would be like, let's cut the middleman out, man. Let's let's figure this out. You know, that's my always my main thing. You know, um, not saying I'm gonna cut my friends out or anything, but um, being able to push push the culture, you know, push push each other to be great, um, and show it, and by in, in the same way, be able to show like you can do anything um, within five years, be able to learn how to do, learn how to use Photoshop, Final Cut Pro. Um, a camera, um, thinking about different shots. That's all you, those are things that you learn from experience and practice. Awesome. And so utilizing that and, and, uh, deploying that kind of self-sufficiency, you were able to create a, a promotional piece, uh, with your own tools on your own time through your own platforms, yep. uh, yielding that, uh, cool Instagram post on your feed at RKFD collection. Um, that's about all the time we got here today. Let me say goodbye to you. Um, uh, we've just met my latest artist here, Rockford's Balta Ramirez. Thank you so much for all that you do to promote uh, the creative community here in Rockford. And thanks so much for coming into the Register Star newsroom today. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. Meet the Artist is made possible through the journalism of the Rockford Register Star. The episode's theme music is by Balta Ramirez. For more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com.